Welcome to the Dave Squared Podcast. I'm David Kramer coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And now we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and over 60 years of work experience, mostly at the office. And we're making this podcast together to try to help each other and hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So, Mr. Kramer, what is topic of the day? So we are going to talk about working from home. Oh, my gosh. How is that going to save us money? Well, it saves you money in a lot of ways if you can do it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it as a manager, but if you can work from home, even if it's one day a week, you don't have to pay for gas. You get an extra hour or two of productivity, uh, theoretically anyway. Um, you don't have to pay to get your shirt ironed. All sorts of funny ways to save money. Uh, that, that is true. So save money on gas, wear and tear on the car, don't have to wear fancy clothes to the office, right? No cleaning the suit to go to the office every day. Right. And to the extreme, you can stay in your pajamas. You don't have to waste that water taking a shower. Your uh, deodorant will last one day longer. <laughs> All right. So I'm sold. I think there is there's money to be saved by working from home for sure. Yeah. And we are our broadcasting here from early March 2020 uh, here in Northern California. We are starting to lock down because of the coronavirus thing, but it's early enough in the pandemic that uh, we can still make jokes about it. Uh, if you're in the future listening from the post-apocalypse somehow, um, give us a break. It probably won't be as funny, and I, I laugh now, but this thing is going to get worse before it gets better and it's potentially going to be very bad at some point right but that's why this is timely um we are actively encouraging many of our people to work from home uh in as part of the social isolation and i suspect what's going to happen is that you're going to find some people it works really well for and if we as employers can get more people to work from home then we don't have to provide as much office space yeah that's an interesting uh concept because uh, a lot of companies are going to first come first serve office spaces and I'm seeing a bit of that at the company I work for but today I have an assigned seat that I sit in every day and and you know if I found someone sitting in my seat I'd say get out it's my seat but uh, we do have some office spaces where whenever you show up that's your seat yeah I don't do much working from home it doesn't work very well for me we can talk about that but here's my advice to the listeners if you get the opportunity to work from home, don't sound too excited about it and uh, maybe do it, Maybe I don't want to say begrudgingly, but insist that you need to be in the office at least once or twice a week. Because here's the ugly fact, Dave. You work for a great big corporation mm -hmm. that's worldwide. If I can, If my job can be outsourced from San Jose to um, San Mateo, it can probably be outsourced to India or the Philippines or Idaho or someplace where you pay people a lot less money. That's a, you know, it's an interesting concept and a lot of companies are making use of that by sending, you know, knowledge workers. And those are the people who can most, who would easily work from home and 
there's smart people around the world, right? I mean, there's a lot of smart people in China and India, more so they're in the United States and their labor rates are cheaper. Right. And sometimes drastically cheaper. I, I'm a big believer that working from home does not work as well as being in the workplace. But if it's one fifth of the cost, that makes up for a lot of irritants. Yeah, and it and uh, that cost is something like one fifth the cost, maybe one sixth the cost in some of those places compared to U.S. wage compared to U.S. wages. Right. So, not to be negative, but in defense of this, you probably have to think what what you don't get when many people are working from home is you don't get casual encounters where you brainstorm over coffee. You also don't get sort of casual teaching and learning opportunities. So if you're one of us, Dave, one of the senior guys who's learned things over the many years, if you are sitting in an open office or just walking by or eating lunch and you hear somebody complaining about a problem that you've dealt with already, you can very easily point somebody in the right direction to save that person and the company a lot of time. Um, and and that, that doesn't really happen when you're everybody's working remotely. It's hard. I mean, you can, uh, we'll use Skype at work and you can see people's status of whether they're say on a call or busy. And so you can contact them, but it's different than just walking by, if you will. Um, but it is possible to do that by pinging, by saying, hey, can you talk? And then you call them on the phone, if you will, and get that um, feedback. But it's not as casual as say, like you said, walking by here, overhearing a conversation, talking at the water cooler, maybe brainstorming there just on the spot. Yeah. So if you are working from home, I think you have to appreciate it and work a little harder to try to make everybody else's job a little easier, if that makes sense. Um, particularly if you're the only one in the group that's working from home. I'm sure everybody's had this experience where you have five people in a meeting and then the sixth person calls in, that really cuts down on the productivity of the whole meeting. Because they are not able to respond in real time or what kind of problems are you, are you having with that? Well, you, you can't read their uh, body language. You can't interrupt them. They can't interrupt you. Side conversations start that they, they can't hear and they can't contribute from. It, it just... It does just doesn't work as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I I think from my perspective, I working from home wouldn't radically change my job. You miss that personal interaction, but I am dealing with people that are not at always at the same locations. So I may be on the phone multiple times a day. Sometimes with someone from Florida. Um, sometimes with someone from even another site within the uh, metro area, or or another state, or another country, and. Um, it does have those problems, but I guess to some extent I'm used to that where I'm not face-to-face -face with folks every day. Yeah, things are much better now than they were even a few years ago. Um, I think in part because we are set up so we can do things globally. Everybody has a laptop. Everybody has a cell phone. Most people have cameras and uh, cool software for doing video conference if they uh, put a little effort into figuring out how to use it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's interesting, uh, do you got, so at your work, do you do teleconferencing with your workplace? Yes, we do some of it. Um, and is it internal? Could, is it just the 
companies or is it mostly with customers? Uh, it's a mix. A lot of it is pretty internal, um, but all our stuff is project-based. Lots of contractors and subcontractors and designers that don't work for us. Um, we only have really one main office, but a lot of times if we're doing big company meetings with traffic being the way it is, it, it, it's a big deal to drive in from Monterey to San Jose for a one hour meeting. You mm -hmm. end up spending two hours on the road. So in those cases, you'll do like a company town hall kind of meeting and the people who are working the remote projects that are say a couple hours away, like a Monterey will call in. Yes. Gotcha. Interesting. And then like in my work, I will have conference calls multiple times a day, sometimes with people in other states, sometimes other locations within the same city because they're separated by up to 40 miles away. Um, but we hardly ever use video. Do you guys use video? It depends. For the, the town hall type meetings, we do have them set up for video. Um, I, I've never actually been on the other side of that. Um, but we have a couple of clients who... And perhaps they sell this as one of their products and they insist on it. I got you. Yeah. When, when our senior leaders will do a town hall, those will generally be with video. Once you get down, say, one or two layers below, say, the senior leaders, the, the town halls are just generally audio only. And the things that I'm involved in, some of our conference rooms are hooked up for, vi for video use. And you, you could certainly do it with your laptop because most, pretty much every laptop today uh, has a camera in it. But... Um, I've, I think I've been in one video conference ever at work and it just, we just, just normally use the, um, audio and then we do a lot of screen sharing. So, uh, in my work, I'm usually analyzing data and looking at spreadsheets and I might share a spreadsheet with somebody and say, here's the analysis I've done. Here's what I think it tells us. Somebody else might say, well, here's what I found. That sort of things so we're sharing some of the work we're doing, but it's mainly data analysis type things that we're sharing back and forth. I think we're going to see more of it, though, Dave. Everybody has high-speed connections, and things like Zoom work really well, even with lots of video participants. It, it does. It does. Um, and, you know, my I like computers. I like fiddling with them. My setup at home is just as nice as my setup at work, and in a few ways it's a little bit nicer than my setup at work, but it's pretty comparable. I've got a high-speed internet connection here, so connection is not a problem, and... Um, when I'm set up here, I've got two, you know, dual monitor set up that I like have at work and I'm ready to go. Yeah. So if you're doing these video conferences the first time, it takes a little extra effort to try and be professional about it. You know, you do have to put clothes on and um, you have to remember that people can see you. It's, it's easy, particularly in a big meeting, to forget that you're on camera and then when somebody walks in to talk to you and people can tell that you're not paying attention anymore. Now you can look and say, who's that dude in the back of the conference room that's checking his cell phone out, right? <laughs> and you can call him, if it's mine, call him out by name. Joe, are you, what are you doing? You're checking your Twitter feeds? Which happens a lot, particularly in big meetings. Um, so I, I would recommend, particularly if you're getting the advantage of working from home, try hard to be more professional than everybody else. Uh, pay attention, mute, your uh, mute mute your audio, but remember that you did it because um, <laughs> it's a pretty frequent thing. Everybody's experienced that. Oh, sorry, I was uh, on mute. Exactly. <laughs> I hear that all the time. It's it amazes me. Now, 
I've had a hard time sometimes because my button has been down, but I've never forgot to unmute. But it's just, it, it is amazing how I'm always, I always laugh about it because I'm literally on the phone for hours a day where I'm talking to somebody who might be in Puerto Rico, they might be in Florida, they might, they're on the phone, right? And then they have no idea where I am and I have no idea where they are, except I know they're in the office and I'm in the office and we and they forget to unmute their phone, right? It happens. And if you can try not to do it from a noisy place and only do it from your car if it's an emergency. Yeah, that's um, that, that's pretty common too for folks because sometimes with we have this global workforce and it's hard to have town halls. So sometimes our town halls are either early in the morning or later in the evening. And you, you know, you might be dropping your kids off or have an appointment or whatever. So sometimes people can call from the car and, and, and listen in. Uh, in that case, so you do you do have those problems with people trying to unmute and having excessive noise. I, I think you're right. Uh, it's good to have a place that's set up. Um, I you know I've got a desk that functions as a desk. It's basically home office. Um, so you know it's nice to have that dedicated space. Yes, and you should have at least decent gear. Um, you know what's great practice for this, Dave? Podcasting. I know. We're, we you don't be. have to be semi-professional like us, but yeah, it is. It is important to have good gear. I'll I pull the headset that I, uh, you know, company issues us a headset that we use because we've gone away from having regular phone lines. So we use voice over an internet protocol, and so we use the headset to make phone calls. So we've been on. We don't. We haven't had regular phone lines. I should say probably since two thousand and fifteen, maybe. Yeah, you're a little further ahead than us. We are about to switch over to using Zoom for everything and getting rid of the regular traditional handsets. Yeah, we made so I'm I'm kind of used to that. We made that break. I think it was 2015. Um, we've used a number of different services. Right now, we're primarily using Skype, and then Microsoft came out with something called Teams, which I think the underlying I think the underlying technology is actually Skype underneath it all. It works similarly. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've not. I've used Zoom a few times. Typically, um, we'll use Zoom because Skype maxes out 125 people, and sometimes we'll do training where we have maybe 200 people on the phone. And wow. Zoom Zooms is is better situated to handle large groups. You can mute the whole audience because you can imagine um, uh, the noise, the background noise you get, and you're you're spending your time trying to find out who the noisy person is. I remember I'll tell you a funny story. I I used to do training in about. 10, 12 years ago, I was delivering a training class and I had two people who were in an office and they were at some offsite location, not where I was in Arizona, and they were having an argument. And I was the speaker and luckily my moderator, you can see on those calls, like who's making a noise. And this is when the those things were relatively young. And so he had to stop me, interject and told the, told the people to be quiet. Um, which they finally did and put themselves on mute. Today, you can kind of look and see who's talking and click the mute button and shut them off. But I've, yeah, that's but I've been in better. calls where people are having a side conversation where like some guy doesn't realize his mic is hot. Someone walks into his desk or office and they start having a side conversation and they could be 3,000 miles away, right? And, and making disparaging comments about your presentation. Yes, or just talking about the weather or what they're going to go for lunch. So you make a good point about making sure you're professional because people are going to pick all that up. Yes. It sounds like 
it's kind of a rookie mistake, but you could accidentally mute the speaker instead of muting yourself um, when you want to make a off-color comment to the person in the cube next to you, and that's quite embarrassing. Yes, it is. Uh, Not that I would ever do that. Yeah, so it's the old like I'm on I'm on mute or the barking dog in the background because the UPS guy just arrived with the day's Amazon shipments and the dog's going crazy barking. Yes. So it's, uh, I don't know, I'm sure I've told you this joke before, but we used to call work from home something different back in the old days. Um, we called it vacation. <laughs> uh, I tell you, I, I you know, I, I will say this, I've done a lot of work from home just because you get tired of being in the office, you've been there for nine or 10 hours and you still have something to do, so you won't go home, get something to eat, and then you finish what you're doing from home and for me, a lot of that is analysis. So whether I'm sitting in the office doing it at home, it doesn't really matter. It's the same computer. It's bring home my laptop and crank it, crank it out at home. That's true. So you got to be careful the other way and not let your employer take advantage of you because it would be very easy to work 20 hours a day. No, yeah. not easy, but possible. It would be easy. I mean, and you know, there's some th things I've you know, I get paid. I don't get paid by the hour. I I have a salary, and so at some point, sometimes on Friday afternoon, I'm thinking, hey, it's four o'clock or five o'clock, and I've been here since whenever six thirty or seven o'clock in the morning. I'm tired, and I'm I have something to do this due Monday morning, and I can do it tonight and stay, or I can do it Saturday or Sunday. It's choice is mine, right? Yeah, that's that's generous of you to extend your work day, but if you don't have to roll if you don't have to get out of bed get dressed and drive to work you're getting an advantage of it and you should try and make things easier for your coworkers and your colleagues and your clients and your boss so make sure you mark it on your calendar that you're not in the office so people don't come by looking for you and make sure you forward your phones so it rings where you are um and you're getting less and less of this but Dave, you ever call somebody and their voicemail is full? Um, yes, I have called them. I don't have that problem at work anymore because we don't have the we don't have the old school landline phones anymore. So um, it it never gets full. At least from work perspective, you call them and you can leave a message, and it just you, Skype will leave the message for them, kind of thing. But I certainly get that with with people's cell phones, mostly in my family who don't delete their voicemail. Yeah, I thought it was a thing of the past, and I'm sure there's a way to set it up so it doesn't work. But when it's uh, somebody that I work with, I get upset with it because we paid for their cell phone. And if it's somebody who's a vendor, I think they're incompetent idiots because salespeople have to return phone calls or they don't sell anything. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, from work from home perspective, for me, from, from my perspective, I have my cell phone, so you don't know where I'm at, frankly, right? So. Um, you know, people call me when I'm on vacation. If I can take the phone call, I'll try to help them out, right? Um, and then for for us, w we don't have the normal phone lines anymore. So wherever your computer is on, that's your phone. So you're when you're logged on, whether you're at you know uh, at, at my normal desk at work, or whether I'm here, or whether I'm on vacation and pulling my laptop out, or, or at my mom's place, it, people can call me on that VoIP. Yeah, but if you, if our listeners work someplace that hasn't caught up with that, there are ways to get the equivalent and set it up that way. 
because um, I also don't like it when I call somebody at their desk and it rings and rings and rings and they say, oh, I was working from home. Like, well, that's not a reason not to answer a phone. That's a better reason to answer the phone. Yeah, it's true. Back in the back in the old days before, I'm, think, I'm trying to think, you could program your phone to have it forwarded. That was always kind of a, uh, you, you could program your phone to have it forwarded to, um, you know, like an alternate phone or cell phone or something like that. That was one way of handling it. So if you do have that, that'd be a good thing to do because if they're trying to call you, you're not there, obviously it doesn't work. Yeah, aside from the Microsoft Teams function that works like Zoom, it also, it's their version of Slack. Have you ever used that kind of functionality? Um, I've used a, I've used a little bit of the functionality where you can have tasks and give people tasks, right? And you can do some interaction like that. Yeah, and it also seems to basically, I think of it like group texts, but you can have big attachments. Yes, I've I've used that. I, we're using Teams at work. Um, it works. It works pretty nice. I don't like it because it's slow. Um, hmm. But we use but we use it a lot, and we'll put common files out there. So I mean, Excel has the capability to edit simultaneously. So it's not like Teams has some functionality over Excel. But um, it's a good way to share documents. So we do at work. We do a lot of document sharing where I work on something, and then Daniel, who uh, would work on it, and then Thomas would work on it, and we can all be in at the same time. As long as we're not overwriting our each other's stuff, we can be using it. So it's helpful in that way. Yeah, I haven't used it much or slack but um i just think our listeners should be aware that they exist and when somebody says uh do you know how to use this say yes and then go figure it out oh it's pretty i think most of it's pretty straightforward i, I just uh, i like teams i like the organization um i'm a big fan of the backup that comes with it because i as i understand it just rides on sharepoint technology it's the same technology you have on your windows computer which is OneDrive. i just i it's just a little bit slower than, say, a traditional uh, shared drive, like a server drive, and it's just a little bit maddening because I spend a lot of my day opening files, and there's just a long lag to open things up. It's just uh, kind of slow. Yeah, but if you end up with the bulk of your team working from home, something like that could be a real boon um, that you can virtually yell over the cubicle to somebody um, and get more of that casual stuff going back and forth. Yeah, you can certainly say, hey, you know, check the file and update these things. Hey, guys, you know, make sure you go and get your stuff done. You know, it's due in two hours, so please let me know when you're done. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes here in my household because uh, currently my wife's uh, office is shut down, so she's working from home, and both of my boys who are in high school, their schools are shut down, and they're supposed to be doing some version of telelearning. So hopefully I can keep working from the office because it's getting a little crowded around here. Yeah, so that's, that's an interesting because you have four people who are trying to either do their learning or work from home, right? And right now in my household, I'll have two. I've got my daughter who's back in Arizona who has to do potentially uh, online teaching. So she'll do that from home um, a couple of times a week, I think. So we'll see how that goes. We should we should be fine because she'll be in her bedroom and I'll be at my desk, which happens to be in my bedroom, and we should be fine. Yeah, I think we're all you and I are set up pretty good, but it, it's it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, it's uh, people who work from home a lot can I I'm told can 
kind of get depressed that without any interaction. Really? Well, like I guess I have my family around, so I don't think that would happen. But I could see, especially if you were single, maybe you wouldn't have the. There is something to be said. But the, I enjoy the interaction with people at work, and I enjoy people seeing people at work. It's fun, so you'd miss out on that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's more of a, a couple of days a week thing. Um, I don't know, unless maybe people are in India are outsourcing stuff to here, and we can help them. Yeah, so it's hard hard to say, but I think we haven't got to that point in Arizona yet. But uh, I suspect that maybe in the coming weeks we'll get to the point where it's, my company like my company likes you to be at work. They they they're like you. They value the inter, the interaction. So that's a big thing for us is the be together, you know, see each other face to face kind of thing. But I think um, depending on how things go, we might see some work from home here shortly. Yeah. Uh, well, it'll be an interesting experiment as uh, around here, they try and shut everybody down for two or three weeks. And um, well, anyway, there's plenty of coverage on that. We don't really need to discuss that. Yeah. Well, certainly, um, I think just from a, I think I'm set up, I think you're set up because I, I do a lot of stuff from home on off hours sometimes, sometimes on the weekends, just because it's, you know, it's, I just look at it as my job and I can stay later. I can do it later at home. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, so I think I'm set, but for our listeners out there, I think uh, if you don't have one, I do like having a full-size monitor. So even though I would never give up my laptop, I always like to say, if I can use a full-size monitor, I'm always going to do that over using my laptop, especially working on big spreadsheets where I'm looking at a lot of columns and a lot of data, much more productive that way than looking at it on a small laptop screen. So I would, would encourage listeners to, to, if you don't have a full-size monitor that you can plug into, invest in one. They're, in, they're very inexpensive today. Yeah, and your company might support you with that either by giving you, um, well, just supporting you working from home, but they also might have stuff that is uh, getting surfed down because um, people wanted bigger monitors or a higher, um, uh, higher resolution one. But having a 23-inch 1080p monitor is better than working off your laptop screen if you're using a small laptop. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, sometimes I have that argument with my uh, children and we'll argue the other side, but I believe there's studies that show that people are more productive with a bigger monitor. Not that I want to give my laptop up because you can work anywhere at that, at that point. But I, for me, I'm looking at spreadsheets all day long and some of them have 50 columns, 100 columns. And sometimes it's just very helpful to see a lot of columns at once. Yeah. And it depends what kind of software you use. But um, um, for, for some stuff, using a mouse is much more productive. Um, some people like the touch screens, but I, I haven't got used to that yet. But a mouse costs six bucks or something. So definitely have a mouse. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I think maybe it's an older person thing, but I, even with my laptop, I use a mouse. I don't particularly like the touch screen. Back in the day when I had, well, I actually, I do have, um, I used to have an IBM ThinkPad back in the day. And a little, that's that's a long time ago because Lenovo bought them out, but I used that little the little red nub and got used to doing that. I found that kind of helpful, but I don't particularly like the touch the touch pads. I find just take a lot longer than using a mouse. So I'm one of those guys that has the external mouse on their laptop. I see that a lot with people. Uh, you can still get that uh, little nub. I forget what it's called. You have to special order it though. Yeah, track point. I think some of the new Dells have one on too, but some people who, you know, 
I got pretty good at using that, but I haven't used one of those in a long time. I found that pretty helpful, but I like to use a mouse even with my laptop. When I'm using my laptop screen, I just find it faster. So, but uh, peop my kids would use the little touchpad and find that just as fast. Yeah, maybe. It depends what they're doing, though. Like, we use uh, software takeoff for measuring things off drawings. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to do with a, a trackpad, even on a, a big 17-inch laptop. It's hard to hard to do that. Hard to get the fine manipulation. That, that's a good point. Yeah, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, so you're not going to do uh, computer-aided design work on a, a laptop, I don't, I don't think. I don't think so either. You'd want to use a big monitor, uh, especially looking at drawings for any length of time yep but uh, what simulates that of course is the gaming machine so you could probably get your son to surf you one of his uh, 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 big old monitors because he wanted to get a bigger one yeah he just got a maybe I'll maybe I'll take that over he just got a nice 27 inch gaming monitor for Christmas so maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, commandeer that did you get the curved one it is flat, hmm. I think. I don't know. I should know. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is flat or maybe it's curved. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, uh, is there anything else we should warn people about or um, suggest what could make their work-from-home experience better? I, I think having a dedicated setup... Um, maybe laying the rules out for the family. If you have family around about, you know, this is my quiet spot. If I'm working here, don't interrupt me kind of thing. Um, I'll do that when I'm working. Well, I haven't really worked from home, you know, like all day long in my career, if you will. So th this will be new territory for me, you know, maybe once in a while where I didn't feel well and I, I'm knock on wood, you know, pretty well person. But if I'm, um, if I've had something important to do, I'll shut the door and just say, Hey, please do not bother me. Cause I got to be on the phone for a very early morning call. Sometimes I'll take calls early in the morning, like six or six thirty or something in the evening to hook to, you know, contact people who are in Asia, if you will, at a time that's conducive to them. Yeah. Particularly when there's multiple people in the family, I'm thinking we need to come up with something like uh, a studio recording light. So people know that you are not by yourself. That's a good, you know, that's a, that's a good point because you have the one place that's kind of like a home office, and maybe the kids would do like uh, they'd have to have a spot to do school, right? So you need two spots for the kids because they're in different classes, right? Right, and you don't want to walk through behind your kids uh, and have their history teacher see you walking through in your underwear, right? Hey, hello. <laughs> that's too fast. <laughs> All new territory. So it's interesting. I'm going to hear this from my daughter because she she teaches class in person. She teaches at a university, and, and they had to start online. I haven't heard any stories from the first online class she had to do, but I think um, this is their spring break. So I think next week she'll probably be back up and teaching things online. I, I, don't, I don't think she was – I know she was not looking forward to it because she – she has to kind of chain, I think she has to go back through, you know, her thought process and how she's going to deliver the material. And it's going to take some extra work to get it ready for an online um, implementation. Well, it sounds like we're going to get a lot more experience in this in a very short order. So let's say six months from now, let's do a follow up on this one. Let's revisit it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Dave. Always a pleasure. All right.
until next time. Bye.